Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football, our NFL Week 16 recap. I'm Cleve. With me, we're part of the uh, Maddie Ice Media Network, and things are just off the rails over the place. Scott will be here eventually. He's running around doing dad stuff. Um, I'm at the in-laws' house. I don't know how well the internet's going to hold up. I'm hoping it does good. It's doing good so far. And then, uh, Cleve, you are in parts unknown. What's going on? I'm actually home, just having a little bit of car trouble. Did start the old car in about three days, so um, BMWs uh, do um, do fail. So if Don's listening, I may have to look into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but BMW is not going to go bankrupt either. So we do have we do have that going for it. Um, so I've been running around doing this car trouble. Did you hear the big news that just broke? No, no, I've been I've been disconnected from the world for the last two hours. What's going on? Nathaniel Hackett's been fired. Oh yeah, you you. I mean, Stevie Wonder wearing Ray Charles's glasses in a in a, in a dark basement facing a wall. I told you that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just happened about ten ten minutes ago or so. So, I mean, you know, this is not a shock. We we knew this was coming, but. Besides Urban Meyer, has any other coach been fired before the end of their first season? I can't. I can't. Honestly, I can't think of anybody off cuff. I'm pretty sure that this is not an anomaly. Like this is this has happened before, but maybe it doesn't happen as often because teams aren't that bad and they kind of rebound. But um, yeah, this is no surprise, obviously. And and in all fairness, it took too long. But um, I didn't finish the game yesterday because it was so, it was so bad to watch. I mean, they made Baker look like. Not Baker. <laughs> yeah, he 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 looked like White Mike. <laughs> I mean, he was out there. He was absolutely crushing yesterday. So, yeah, you know, on the one hand, I feel kind of bad for Nathaniel Hackett because clearly he was only hired because they thought they could get Aaron Rodgers. Correct. <laughs> Which, which means he was probably unqualified. But on the other hand, some of the mistakes he was making were just so so obvious. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't know who their backup is. Maybe you can educate me on who their backup is. But obviously, if Russ is not cooking, um, a change of pace in the offense would would probably help. Because prior to that team, if I'm not mistaken, that team was kind of primed for playoff contention before they got Russ. They were like a quarterback away in most in most circles. Like, you know, these yeah. guys are close to getting it right. And um, I can't say it's all Russ's fault, but he, obviously he is the you know the CEO of the franchise, of of the team. But um, yeah, some of the coaching decisions in in cost him some games in the beginning, and then now it's completely off the rails. I think he's lost the locker room, lost the players, probably lost Russ at this yeah. point. So yeah, we you are not an advocate of him getting um, fired because of the system, having Russ adjust to the system and all of that. I think you made a good argument for that. But in this case, what we're seeing, dude, it's bad. It's bad. So two separate things. I was I said that the Broncos probably wouldn't fire Hackett to the end of the year so okay. that another coach didn't come in and fail with Russ as well. Got you. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's, it's Kingsbury. It's Cliff that I'm thinking might survive because Kyler has the torn ACL. So Kyler's yeah. have to try to learn a new system with the torn ACL, right? He can stay in the system he knows. Yes. Um don't get me wrong. Okay. I think both coaches are terrible and deserve to be fired. Those were just the circumstances around them not getting fired immediately. Oh. The Broncos' backup quarterback is Brett Rippon, nephew of Mark Rippon. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he came in. He came in for them yesterday too. So he did. He did okay. Well, Cleve, we have to start. We start with these games. We have to go back to Thursday night, and I hate to have to do this to you, but um, bring it on, man. The Jaguars nineteen at the Jets three. Now, coming into this game, the Jets had a twenty percent chance of making the playoffs, and they put up three points. Do you know Zach Wilson's stat line offhand? Um, not offhand of how many passes, but I'm thinking definitely under hundred yards. Nine of eighteen for ninety-two yards, no touchdowns, and a pick, and he's benched in the third quarter for Chris Streveler. Wow. I mean Chris Streveler is so a real much, person. Yeah, there's so much there. And the fact that when the guy came in, I think I texted you guys. I'm like, I never saw him play. A good buddy of mine, shout out to Elvin, who's a, you know, who's also a Jets fan, uh said that that, that he he played very good in the preseason. He won his games. I'd never seen the kid prior to that. Um, obviously, he was not ready to go in, so they just ran a couple of run packages for him, stuff like that. But um, it's so Zach. I am, I am totally now in the pool of that. We need to bite the bullet and just say we fucked up. It was not a good pick. The Fields pick now makes so much more sense that we yeah that we could have got just Fields, and it probably would have been in the spot. But this kid single-handedly handcuffed this offense to where that defense is out there selling out, and this guy's out there. I just don't know what his disconnect is if he just doesn't see the field. Uh-oh, we lost we lost Cleve. I was afraid I was afraid this would happen. I think I think he's gonna pop back up here in a in a second, though. So Paul's saying here that Zach Wilson is dusted. I completely agree. Cleve was saying that he doesn't know if um uh, if he can't, if he can't see the field or what's going on, here we go. Cleve, you're yeah. back. Yeah, just, that was weird. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. And what makes me more upset with this kid is the less is the accountability, man. Like he just doesn't fucking care. Like, yeah, he, he has this thing about him, like he's just smug. You know, you would think you got benched. Wouldn't you want to go to the sidelines? Go to someone standing with a surface tablet and says, "Hey, man, what, what, what's going on? Like, what am I not seeing, or what's going on out there?" Because Trevor Lawrence is playing in the same fucking weather you are. Yep. Playing fantastic. <laughs> Looking yeah. all bit of the of, of, of what he was supposed to be before Urban stunk it up for him. I was actually rooting for that kid. I was rooting for fucking Trevor Lawrence as a Jets fan in that yeah. game. Because I saw no chance of us winning that game. No, pretty much from the start, it was clear that the Jets weren't going to win. So uh, Zonovan Knight in this game has six carries. Cleve, how many yards does Zonovan Knight run for in his six carries? Uh, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. Yeah. 32? Negative two. Yeah. I know so, there's a two in it somewhere. Yeah. And so the Jags were so disrespectful of the passing game for Zach Wilson. They sold out to stop the run. And the Jets have Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a it's such a disaster. Like, it's just unbelievable that that high of a pick. And again, I've been saying this now because I'm I'm trying to not drink the Kool Aid on this. I'm thinking like, does it matter if a guy stays in for for four years, three years, or comes out after 18 games? Because it's clearly like the, that that BYU played no one, you know, in their conference of of note that this kid was looked at that high because I don't see it. And maybe Scott can enlighten me or enlighten us at some point. 
I don't see what Scott saw. I mean, I always thought I always thought that I never really liked Zach Wilson as a prospect, and I certainly didn't like him relative to. I would have taken him over Mac Jones, but that's it. I wouldn't have taken him over Fields. I would not have taken him over Lance. It would have only been Mac Jones that would have taken him over. Because you can see Wilson running around. He can throw it 40 yards down the field, rolling out, that sort of thing. He can do stuff like that. But I think that um, there's a lot of nuance in trying to figure out who's going to be good, who's going to be not. And there's some luck to it as well. Because Josh Allen didn't play anybody. He was inaccurate coming out. He was just able to move around and throw the ball really hard. And now he's awesome. Right. And yeah. so, but with, with, with Zach Wilson, yeah, a lot of it was his production at BYU, but he was throwing the ball down the field to wide open wide receivers yeah. at BYU and including Mitt Romney's grandson. I just um, don't, I never got it with Zach Wilson and Scott was not alone. Like obviously the Jets took him second. There were a lot of, there were a lot of people who were high on, high on, Zach Wilson and I just I never got it. I don't get it. I think he sucked then. I think he sucks now. And um uh yeah, Paul saying it's got like his physical attributes, his arm, athleticism, etc. I just never really saw I never really saw a lot of that um with him. What's up, Don? Happy holidays to uh yes, to you sir. as well. So Don, if you I'm sitting in my, my BMW this which is disabled right now, so I'm probably gonna have to look into getting a Tesla. Which I hear you have to have like a 700 credit score to just even get a test drive. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no. Now you just have to tweet nice things about Elon Musk. And as long as <laughs> he will actually slash the price 20 for likes. Um, yeah, so there are reports out the Jets will move on from Zach Wilson in the offseason. No shock there. The guys in the Nathaniel Hackett of quarterbacks. What do you think the Jets should do at the quarterback position in the offseason? Because they're going to draft relatively like low in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, Scott would probably be suited better to give us some quarter quarterback prospects. Same for you because you guys have a good eye for that. I don't know who's coming out who would probably fit, but I think that we probably need a veteran presence just to kind of get things rolling and then hand the keys over to some young person. Um, Cause obviously Mike White is not going to be our, our starting quarterback. Um, although I believe in him, uh, he's a solid backup, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I think at this point we need to see who's going to be on the street and maybe, you know, shop our wares there first and then maybe look at, you know, a draft pick maybe in 24. I'm sorry, in the 25 to see what's going on with that because I, I we missed twice already. We missed twice. So I have a couple suggestions. Let me know what you think of these names. Uh, Number one, Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, I, I could see I could see me getting a guy like that and I would and I would welcome that. Number number two, Jimmy G. I would I would welcome Jimmy G as well. I need someone competent to run this offense. And then the other one would cost some draft capital, so keep that in mind. Whatever it would take to get Aaron Rodgers. That one I'm not sure about because he's going to come with a lot of extra stuff with him, and this is New York, so you know. Albeit the Jets, but it's a lot with Aaron Rodgers. Like he, he comes with a lot of stuff behind him, and I don't know if him and Scala could could uh, could coexist. To be honest with you, man. The Jets are the Jets are what the Broncos were though. They're a quarterback away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Talent wise, yeah. That's a that's a massive upgrade. Talent wise, that. But just the the other stuff that comes with this guy. 
you know. Yeah, no, I'm uh um I'm kind of with you there. Now the Jaguars, who actually won this game, are the team we need to talk about going forward because they are now sixty-eight percent to make the meaning they are sixty-eight percent to win to win that division, which this is gonna be the ultimate boomerang betting slip for me. Yeah. <laughs> um I've been up and down on this thing so much. It's like the Dow Jones. Um but if the Jags make the playoffs, they will host most likely the Ravens or the Bengals. Do you give the Jaguars a decent shot in either of those games? Um, against the Bengals without without Lamar. Um, oh, Lamar Lamar would be back, so both teams would be at full strength. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough sledding for both those games because obviously Lamar's Lamar, and um, Burrow, you know, Burrow's playing lights out right now. So yeah, I it would be tough sledding for them. It would be really really uphill for them to get that spot but it yes. would be hell of a turnaround in their season hell of a turnaround yep and the uh um ravens played this week against the atlanta falcons they hosted the falcons in baltimore they won 17 to 9 over the falcons the ravens did clinch a playoff spot so that spot is is wrapped up now one fewer for the for the jets although you guys might be in too much trouble now um yeah now, I don't know how much of this game you saw, but Desmond Ritter was not terrible. 22 of 33 for 218 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, but also only four carries for eight yards on the ground. I feel like the coaches need to understand that they need to call more designed runs for these running quarterbacks when they're young like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this time of year, running in the cold. <laughs> That's the time to do it. Because passing is so hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's cold true. brings it's cold because of the wind usually. So, but, but remember last year how the Bears just weren't calling design runs for Justin Fields. Correct. Yes, I remember. And now that. he's going to break Lamar's single season rushing record. Insane. <laughs> yeah, and Ritter's not Ritter's not like Fields, and he's not like Lamar, but he can move a little. Just call. It's like screen passes to Derrick Henry. You got to do three yeah. a game, right? Yeah. You got to call three or four designed runs a game for Desmond Ritter just to get him, keep the defense, you know, help him out a little bit when he's trying to, trying to, trying to throw the ball here. Um, I think this game did officially eliminate the Falcons from the playoffs, which is oh, amazing. Yeah. It took the week sixteen. Yeah, it, it, uh, this whole season, this is the first season with the extended week, right? No, last season too. Last season, okay. So now we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, one week of, you know, one week extra of football. Um, the wear and tear on guys and stuff like that. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing like I'm I'm surprised it's not been more injuries, but there's been enough, you know, where guys are in and out of the lineups and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it took a while for the Falcons to be limited because that division is so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're 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 awful. Um <laughs> although I, I probably shouldn't talk too much shit about the NFC South right now as a Lions fan, but um you know the this game too, no Lamar in this game. The Ravens just sort of fart along. And to me, they're the most wild card team in the playoffs. Because like Lamar comes back, he's healthy, and he's good. And once it's the playoffs, like you just you could just let him run. Where you, yeah, you do, get him yeah. hurt. Like at this point, you gotta more win. To, yeah, there's more to be gained. So you have to you have to like pull out all the stops and kind of go for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna Hold off on the Lions to hopefully Scott comes back because 
he and I had everybody drinking the Lions Kool-Aid again and <laughs> just 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 absurd. Just any absurd. Any given Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Now, thankfully, the week in general went okay for the Lions from a playoff perspective. Starting with the Seahawks at the Chiefs. The Seahawks 10, the Chiefs four. The Seahawks and Lions are in direct competition for that last wild card spot with the Commanders and Packers. Um in this game here, the Seahawks just never got anything going. They never yeah. had a chance to win. Um, DK Metcalf had seven catches for 81 yards. Cleve played the next three leading wide receivers for the Seahawks. Uh, was it Lockett? Lockett did not play. He did not play. <laughs> Any anyone anyone I would know? DJ Dallas, Colby Parkinson, and Laquan Treadwell. Uh, are these real people? In fact, real people. DJ Dallas went to the U. Wow, that's 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 funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're 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 throwing to just absolute absolute dust balls. I mean, Colby Parkinson is their third string tight end. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it's Noah Fant, Will this Yeah. So they got their mm-hmm. third string tight end, third on the team in catches at Kansas City. That's not going to get it done. Yeah, that's that's insane. What it, what was Geno's stat line? You have it. Uh, uh, I did not write down Geno's stat line. Um, well, I, I'll pull it up here while I'm doing that. Uh, give me your thoughts on that crazy Mahomes rushing TD. Dude, I mean, the athleticism, <laughs> the presence of mind to put the hand down to stabilize yourself and extend the ball, ballsy play, man. It's it's. I can see where the, the MVP stuff, like, because, you know, the guys, he's very valuable to the to the Chiefs, he's a very valuable guy. Be on the field, these guys were, you know, marching to hell with them. But that was a hell of a play, man. Like that was that's what you want your quarterback to do, you know, sell out. Yeah, that's uh, Paul. Paul, uh, here, Paul says the Quantred well, LMAO Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 on the man's birthday, no less. Oh, <laughs> um, made up name. That sounds like a fucking made-up name on a on a fake ID somewhere in South Dakota. So Laquan, Tre- Laquan Treadwell was the top wide receiving prospect out of high school. Commits to Michigan out of nowhere. Uh, he's from Chicago. Commits to Michigan out of nowhere. Flips to Ole Miss, and then later Ole Miss got busted for recruiting violations for paying players. I wonder what happened there. Oh man. Uh, Gino, twenty-five of forty, two hundred and fifteen yards, one touchdown, one pick. So that yeah, I'm, I'm just five yards in attempt. Was, yeah, I was trying to see where he was trending, like where, how much of a drop off, um, you know, it's happening now. Uh, I, I don't know if they got guys hurt or, or whatever, but Gino's starting to be Gino now. Yeah, no, it was a, it was an absolutely terrible. Uh, Terrible showing from the Seahawks. Again, good, good from a Lions perspective, but really bad, really bad for them. All right. Now, I told you last week to take meticulous notes on this game. Saints 17 at the Browns 10. Give me a full breakdown here, play by play. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I um, I had no dog in that fight, obviously. I had no care in that fight. I, they could have flexed that game, or they could have just not shown it. They could have just did a blackout for that game. Well, they basically did. The um, only two interesting things about this game is that the game at kick was negative twenty-one degrees out. At the same time, the South Pole was negative fifteen. 
Jesus. <laughs> speaking of, so, uh, speaking of, wasn't the the Seahawks players like out there bare chest or some shit? Yes, that's the- right. Yeah, so the Seahawks is- was DK Metcalf and a couple others bare chest chains helmets in the five degree weather. Yeah. So so I'm assuming this game was colder. This was the coldest game. Cleveland had the coldest game on the on the schedule. And David Njoku, the tight end for the Browns, was also out before the game warming up with no shirt on. And then he dropped a critical pass in the game. Mm. It's like, bro, maybe if you weren't still frozen from uh, yeah. from your warm-up. Fucking fingertips, huh? Yeah, you you would have you would have caught it. The only other note I have on this game, besides the fact that it was absolutely miserable and that I didn't remember who won until I looked it up, is that it's Cleveland. So all the Browns fans, for the most part, are Ohio State fans, and I love they showed up in this weather to this game to watch their team lose. Wow. Let me ask you something. Would you, as a fan, would you ever go to anything like that, close to like that, like a game where, unless it was a Super Bowl, this kind of Super Bowl, the lines of the Super Bowl and it's negative 35 or whatever, this kind of Super Bowl, but would you ever go to a game, if someone gave you tickets to say, hey, man, I got tickets, 50-yard line, whatever, um, here you go. It's going to be negative, whatever. Would you even attempt to do something like that? I not for the NFL. Well, what sport? Would, what? What, like, what would you do it for? I once, at twelve years old, went and saw Michigan play Purdue in five degree weather, and Michigan lost five to nothing. Wait, wait, wait! You talking about football? Yeah, five to nothing. Michigan? Yeah, they got a. Yeah, they to Purdue. It was Mike Allstott. He ran for like a hundred and. Like 175 <laughs> yards, but no touchdowns, but controlled the clock. And it was five degrees out when nobody could do anything in the big house. But I refused to leave. Shout out to my mom who stayed the entire time. It was probably thinking about giving me away. Um, I'm surprised wow. she just dropped me at, on Don's doorstep. Like, all right, your turn. <laughs> I have, I have you deal with no them. Story. I have nothing. I have a, I have a Titans. It was Titans. Um, Titans. Somebody they played. Um, it was like December Meadowlands, the old the old Meadowlands where it was whipping around. Because if you ever been to the Meadowlands, the wind just kind of stays there um, in, in the old Meadowlands before it's met life. And it was, I mean, I stayed to th- I stayed three quarters, and I'm like, I gotta go. Like this is we were getting our ass kicked, <laughs> so I'm I'm out. Um, yeah, McNair was lighting it up. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I would attend any NFL game now that wasn't like indoors. A, and no, it'd have to be a standalone game, first of all. Like, okay. like the Monday night game or something like that. Like, I don't care if the unde- if the Lions were oh, defeated at home against the Packers to wrap up an undefeated regular season in the Dome. I'm like, it's Sunday at one o'clock. Red zone is on. Like, I'll catch it then. I don't need to go to this. Yeah. I mean, barring a Super Bowl, the only thing I would show up to like that would be a Super Bowl for the Jets. If it was negative, whatever, I would at least attempt to, to show something because they got there or they got in the game. But yeah, there's nothing really like the the comforts of football in your own home. Yeah. Someone else is better than that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I just, I mean, a Lions Super Bowl, yes. Also, the story would be incredible. Like, think about how many people, the people who attended the Ice Bowl between the Cowboys and the Packers, Ooh, being able to tell that story, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Plus, it would replace my B 
Cordell Stewart Hail Mary game for Michigan story. So, ah. um, I mean, as a content play, you and I would go for sure. If there was like a negative 35 standalone game for the commanders, we would just have to go just so we could talk about it on the show. God. I mean, that's that's borderline frostbite. That's borderline hypothermia. Man, to watch that team. Well, it was set. It was seven for the Ravens, so it must have been the same. Because I'm up in Michigan now, where it was like negative eighteen. It must have only been like that down down where you are still. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cold here. I mean, we got single digits a couple nights in a row, but I just, I just don't like when I see fans in the stands naked like that. I'm like, Jesus! Like, what? What did you did you drink rocket fuel on the way in? What did you drink? Well, that's the other thing that makes it harder for me since I don't drink. Same here. Makes, but I would, I would. I would do a couple shots of limoncello during the game. <laughs> Stay a little warm. <laughs> I think I think I could make an exception. I can make an exception in in that case. All right. Um, speaking of teams that shit the bed, I don't know that we were speaking about that. I just want to put up the Tennessee Titans absolutely shit the bed. Texans nineteen at the Titans fourteen. The Titans are at a percent chance to make the playoffs, and they lose to the Texans. Playing spoiler, bro. Cleve, can you please tell me who led the Texans in rushing and how many yards they had? Well, it wasn't Henry. No, the Texans. Oh, the Texans. Yeah. Was it the neck? No, it was not. It was Royce Freeman, 16 carries for 32 yards. Never even heard of that guy. Can you please tell me who led the Texans in receiving? Well, it's going to be another name that I don't know. Philip Dorsett, three catches for 45 yards. Any relation to Tony? Uh, no, because this guy sucks. Um, <laughs> so I hope not. If there was not anymore, Tony disowned him. <laughs> um, although Philip Dorsett did go to the U. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. That name's their awesome. leading rusher had 32 yards. Their leading receiver had 45 yards, and they wow. won. Did have any like rip off like a major run in this game? Yeah, Derrick Henry had 72 yards and a touchdown in the first quarter, ended with 126 and a touchdown. It's his first time in five games like getting 200 against this team. What the hell, Cleve? I think it's I think the tread, man. You know, there's wear on that tread now. It has to be. I, I, you know, if I, the Titans, this was the biggest choke job of the week. Like you're at home against the Texans. The Texans, yeah. They're rolling out. Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll at quarterback, Royce Freeman and Rex Burkhead at running back, and Philip Dorsett at wide receiver. That's that's the mark of, of someone that doesn't care when Lovey's trotting out two quarterback packages. Doesn't <laughs> care. He's, both guys going to play. Call your mom. You're getting in. It's insane, bro. Yeah. And so now the Jags lead the AFC South and really control their own destiny because these teams play each other in Week 18. <laughs> but I think if the Jags win this week and the Titans lose this week, the Jags win anyways because the Jags would have the tiebreaker because they beat the Titans already. And this yeah, coming they, week, the, the Titans get the Cowboys on Thursday. <laughs> so, so way to go. You All you had to do was beat the Texans, and now you're yeah, in a you must-win position against the Cowboys on the short week. <clears throat> wow. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, just absolutely craptacular from the uh, from the Titans there. Now Malik Willis is playing for the rest of the uh, season here. Cleve, can you still hear me? Say again. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got. Okay, you. perfect. Um, 
so Malik Willis is the starter for the rest of the year. And to say this guy is raw is an understatement. This guy, Malik Willis, is what you think Trey Lance is in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's passes are absolutely terrible. They're all over the place. You can see you can see the potential there, but this guy is not ready to start in the NFL until like 2027. <laughs> you know what? Um Tannehill's hurt, right? Is that is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah, he's out for the regular season. Yeah, so you're gonna trot this guy out against the Cowboys defense in a must win. In a must win. Yep, sounds about right for that for that division. <laughs> Man, the Jags are in the playoffs. Not officially, but I really don't see Malik Willis darting around Micah Parsons and throwing dimes over Trayvon Diggs. I yeah, I mean honestly, I'm push, I'm pulling for the kid as a rookie, but yeah, I mean that's a tough spot to be in, bro. Like, the, I mean, you're literally getting thrown to the wolves, as they like to say in the in the real world. Yeah, and the Titans have the the worst secondary in football. So like, and we're going to talk about what CD Lamb just did here pretty soon. So it's like they're going to be able to give the ball to Derrick Henry and just control the game forever because they're going to be chasing the game. Yeah, facts. Yeah, full. There could be a full ass kicking incoming here. All right, uh, Bengals 22 at the Patriots 18. Joe Burrow in this game, 300 yards and three touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> I mean, it's the Patriots we're talking about. Yeah, um, and they, you know they always say that Bill Belichick takes away your primary option. So with that in mind, which Cincinnati Bengal had two receiving touchdowns in this game? Which? Yeah, one Bengal caught two touchdown passes. Who was it? Wasn't Chase. Uh, was it? Um, was that Chase? No. Who was it? Was it Higgins? No. No, he had one. Was it Joe Mixon? Was it who? Was it Joe Mixon? Uh no. No, it was Trenton Irwin. I knew. I knew it was a weird. I thought it was Irving. I was like, I never heard. <laughs> I never heard of him, and I'm like, well, maybe somebody's related to Michael Irving, but it's Irwin. Okay. No, if Trenton Irwin is related to Michael Irvin, there's a <laughs> Brit, like distant, distant cousin situation going on here. <laughs> My man Trenton Irwin is melanin deficient. So he is <laughs> he is not related to Michael Irvin or Irving <laughs> Fryer. Like he's not related to either of them. Um no, the Patriots did claw their way back into this game. And did you see how this game ended, Cleef? No, I don't I don't recall. So it was 22 to nothing. The Patriots come all the way back to make it 22 to 18. They're inside the Bengals 10-yard line, no timeouts, about under a minute to go. The Patriots call a running play to Ramondre Stevenson, who fumbles the ball. Bengals jump on it, game over. Wow. Do you remember what Ramondre Stevenson did last week? Yeah. He was the start of the crazy lateral play. Yes. <laughs> so so if Bill Belichick wasn't who he was, do you think he'd be fired? No, they're still going to finish with like within one game of 500, I think, one way one way or another. Um I mean, with Mac for- Jones as a quarterback, but they're not they're not good. Yeah, for New England, that's a that's this, this is a tragic season for them. This is tragic for them. No Indy 
the pedigree there and the, and and the history and all of that. This is like this is like horrific. I can imagine what that fandom is going through up there. Hey, I mean, welcome to the Jets and the Lions. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is uh, we can. So you're a, but you're not a fan of what a fan of other pro sports teams in the United yeah. States. Are you like a Lakers yeah. fan or? No, no, no. Basketball, I don't have a, I don't have a team. I just like individual people that play. Mm-hmm. Um, hockey, I'm a New Jersey Devils guy. Okay. Jersey. Um, <clears throat> uh, baseball, same thing. Not really a, you know, I actually okay. adopted the the Nationals basically coming coming here. Oh yeah, because they're there. Yeah. yeah. Um. So as a Red Wings fan, you know, we won four Stanley Cups in eleven years, made the playoffs like twenty years in a row, made the finals and lost a couple other times. Right, sort of a similar to the Patriots sort of thing here, right? Uh-huh. And now they're terrible. They're getting better, but they've been bad for the last couple of years. Yeah, but that's what's going to happen after you've been good for twenty. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, I mean, get, I mean, but for us, if that's true, then we're 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 looking up, right? We're right. But what getting some good times? But what I'm saying is that here, here, I'm back in the Detroit area. Like, people aren't melting down when the Wings lose a game or like expecting to win every single time. This is a this is a Boston problem. Like, yeah. you you've been to nine Super Bowls. In the last 20 years, or 10, if you count the Drew Bledsoe one, the loss to far. If you've been to 10 Super Bowls yeah. in like the last 25 years, yeah. why are you whining about anything ever? And it's, it's not just the Super Bowls. It's also uh, Stanley Cups. It's also... Oh, <laughs> the city in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've, they've had more Canyon of Hero parades than anyone that I could think of. Yes. So yeah, I don't... This is why I give zero fucks. Because... Again, they're a division foe, but I'm like, hey, you know what? Couldn't happen to a better franchise than them. Welcome to our hell, bro. Right. The the Cavs rip off one title, and Cleveland is losing their minds. But the Patriots are going to miss the playoffs one year, and all of a sudden, it's the it's the end of the world. Yeah, because they because they're so used to being there. Yeah. <laughs> Paul says Jimmy they, G. Paul says Dave's about to get canceled by the Maddie Ice Media Network. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's actually taking it in his stride. He's actually he's actually more optimistic because I would have been the opposite, but he's actually taking it at least in front of me, taking it very well. Yeah. So for Matty Ice, you can talk shit about uh Boston and, and the Patriots and even the fan bases. What you can't do is smudge his sneakers. That's when you get canceled. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 when you get the cleave trained hands from Matty Ice. <laughs> not for not for not for talking shit about the Patriots. Um <laughs> Or their or their fans. All right. So Don said, "Who are these people?" This is why I haven't watched many NFL games this season. In reference to Trent <laughs> Irwin. So here we're going to move on to a game to where the stars really shined. Giants twenty four and the Vikings twenty seven. Greg Joseph hits a sixty one yard field goal for the walk off win. Man, like I'm I'm keeping in I'm keeping in line with, with what's out right now. Pushing boots is nine lives, whatever. Like he's. He has nine lives to die, or whatever. The Vikings are that. The Vikings are that. They're they're fucking like, dude. When you count them out, they just pull hat tricks. I'm like, what, man? I don't so, know what's going on up there. Uh oh, I actually forgot to write it down. Uh, so Justin Jefferson in this game, Cleve, twelve catches for 133 yards and one touchdown. He now has 1,632 yards on the season. In 15 games, do you know what he accomplished with this yardage total? 
What he's uh did he beat Mosses? Yeah, he's the Vikings single season record holder. He did it in 15 games. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, bro. It's, yeah, it's, linked, to that, it's linked to that record <laughs> with court coupons throwing the passes. <laughs> um, good for him, man. Yeah, that's just an unbelievable achievement. And so he has, they have what, two games left? And he needs, quick math, 368 yards to get to 2,000? Wow. They're at Green Bay next week. Um, and I don't know who they close the season with. Chicago, maybe? Wow. I mean, it's, it's, he could he could very, he could get that. Um, oh, they're they're going to try. Yeah. The, um, so... Speaking of speaking of records like that, the, the, especially like the two thousand mark, it's why I look at. I mean, Barry's in this distinguished club as well. It's why I look at OJ different from all the other two thousand yard rushers because he did it in less games. That to me is more impressive that you did it in less games, which means you have to have a higher per game total of a yard output to get that. So OJ did it. I think he did it in twelve games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, or fourteen. Or four, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 14, which is incredible in that era of football to have that many yards. I mean, you're averaging over 130, 40 yards a game. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's very impressive. But on the other hand, he did threaten to murder the defensive players if they tackled him. <laughs> <laughs> so, the you know, juice. yeah, I mean, when, when you're running, breaking through the defensive line, holding the machete, maybe. Maybe I mean, discouraged with cackling I'm, you. I mean, Justin Jefferson was such a get after Diggs left. Like that's ins- like good for him, man. I, I'm I'm really happy for that young man. Yeah, and I remember too. This is one of the things too to be careful about with the draft. I actually mentioned it this year with Chris Olave. The entire reason we weren't all super excited about Jefferson. The only reason is because he played with Jamar Chase, yeah. and Chase is better and younger. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't have anything to do with Jefferson. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> right? They're both just awesome. Yeah. So we have to keep that keep that in mind as uh we start to evaluate some of these some of these other prospects. Also in this game, Clint, remember last week KJ Osborne went 10 for 157? Yeah. So he did nothing this game. But old TJ Hawkinson for the Vikings, 13 yeah. catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. I saw that. I saw that last one when he caught, like he caught on his helmet or something. He lost him. Yeah, yeah. Great catch. Great catch. Hawk. Yeah. So you know the Vikings, they didn't get Dalvin Cook going this week. Osborne didn't do anything, but they're always able to do something. And I really do think that that big comeback might have turned a corner for them. They get this one on a crazy last second field goal. I just really think they might feel invincible, and they might be less fraudulent now than they were when they were losing 33 nothing against the Colts. Well they're playing whistle to whistle, which which is to me um it, it's a great it's a great indictment on the on Colts a few weeks ago where these guys, you know, you're you're comfortably up and you're like, okay, I, I got this. Not knowing that these guys are getting paid as well and they could come back on you. Right. But but again, you know, the they're Kirk Cousins is our Michigan J Frog. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello. He's that guy. But this, this is this team is pushing boots with the nine lives because they just keep surviving. Oh, look, decided to show the fuck up. There we go. Merry Christmas, guy. Listen here, pal. I don't need you shit. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I'm doing. I'm doing the car from space. I'm doing the show from space. I'm in my car. 
as you can it's see. A good look. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. in car trouble, so he's sitting in his car, bundled up, doing the show. Cleve is a Cleve is a gamer. Always shows up. Always plays plays to the whistle. Um, I was gonna go bare chested for you, Scott, but um, you know, well, thank too cold you. out here. I appreciate that. <laughs> just, just, just the helmet, the chain, and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Scott, how are you doing? I'm how good, doing, buddy. Good, good. Merry Christmas uh, to you guys. By the way, I I knew you were going to show up right now because I just started talking up TJ Hawkinson, so I knew you were going to pop right in. Big Hawk, huh? Yeah, or as they call him, Big Hawk Hawk. Yeah, yeah. What what do you what do we have to say about him? Uh, just that the I was saying that the Vikings are balanced. Last week it was Osborne. This week it was uh, it was Hawkinson, and I I really do think that they are less fraudulent than they used to be, just because they have to be feeling over the moon now with these last two wins. Yeah. Um, do you feel like they're going to be super comfortable signing him though? I don't think right now they care. I think they're looking to win the Super Bowl. Good luck. That's yeah. not going to happen. I think, I think they're, I, I think that they're, that they're, that they're, that's what they're going for. I mean, that's what's in their mind, right? They're like, this is it. We're going for it this year. And that's fine. Their defense is still horrible though. Also, they might be thinking they're going to get a quarterback on a rookie deal in a couple of years. It won't be so bad. Maybe, but you know, um, paying TJ Hawkinson top five tight end money is, or or more, is going to be problematic for them. From a production it. from a production standpoint, though, isn't TJ Hawkinson a top five tight end in football? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, that's. It's uh, are we talking fantasy production? Kelsey, or production well, production? just just get, getting numbers right. So we got Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, one, two, three. Yeah, Goddard, Hawkinson, because Waller is dust. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm he's saying he's close. he's close. He's close. He, that's fine. He's just he is close, but you're gonna have to pay, you're gonna have to overpay him, and he doesn't help you as a blocker. And there have been games where he's done nothing for them. Yeah, Uh-oh. I'm just saying he's no, he's he he's go? still there. He can still oh, hear us. Yeah, um, so <laughs> um, I'm just saying he's like he's not Mike Gesicki, right? No, but you know, it's. I mean, yeah, he had two touchdowns last week, but there's also been games where he's, you know, he's had nothing. So I don't know. Yep. Uh, it's it's an interesting dilemma though, because if Minnesota does make a run deep into the playoffs and he helps them, then totally legit trade, totally cool, makes sense. It's just when it gets to that point in time. I mean, the reason why the Lions really moved away from him is because he was making it clear that he wants to be paid like a top couple tight end, mm-hmm. and he views himself that way. And ugh. well, the thing too is that they're using him that way. He's getting you know seven to ten targets a game. So if they're going to throw it to if him he like is that, fine. Then... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I guess I haven't paid attention to his like his target yeah. production, but um, yeah, whatever. It's, you know, I'm um, happy the Lions don't have to make that decision. That's all I'll say. So you know? we're going to bounce. We're going to bounce. We're going to bounce back here to last Thursday. Uh, Scott, now that Zach Wilson is officially oh. garbage. Um, I was, this is the whole point of me missing the first 45 minutes. No, I didn't want to no, talk about no, this shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what this is, Scott. This is at a black church when you miss collection and you come in like a little late. The, the plate goes right back out and important guys out. You're pointing guys out. That guy. Come on, man. That guy missed the point. Come on, man. Give me something on Zach. So, (laughs) 
So what do you want? What are we gonna talk? What what's going I on? Did, with that first, program? I want you to admit that he's garbage and a bust. <laughs> Hot garbage and a bust. Uh, okay. I don't know that he's a bust. I think it's there's still time to determine all that. But right now, he is not playing to the level that any NFL team should even consider playing him. And it's I it is incredible to watch the one of the, the one of the most I, I guess I could say arrogant one of the most confident players um, I've ever like seen or be, like in the draft process turn into this. I mean, what, that's one of the reasons he got drafted so high is because he was so confident about the way he could throw a football, where he could throw a football, how accurate he was, all these things. And like, now he turns into this guy, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, what what has happened in the last two years? Because he's turned into a guy. You know what it reminds me of is Joey Harrington a little bit, um, where Harrington comes in as a, you know, he was fine, but that he gets to a position where he just refuses to put the to, like there was there were a couple throws he made last week or throws he didn't make where there were wide open receivers and he will he just would not throw the ball. So there's this super cocky kid who thinks that he can make every throw possible who now refuses in his in his brain to throw the ball into certain parts of the field and I mean, like good. I mean some Sorry to cut you there, Scott. Some of the, some interceptions are so horrific. You're staring a guy down and throwing it right to his bread bat. Like that's in, that's yeah. inexcusable. And hitch routes, which is you and you, me, and Dave could throw a hitch route to anyone in the NFL. That's I what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's something going on inside his processing, whatever you want to. The processing center that is. Yeah, he's so not good. Off. <laughs> it's possible he's just completely sucks, but that's the he, first time you've actually admitted that's as a possibility. It, well, it's, well, I mean, I think at this point it has to be more likely than not that he just sucks as a player. Yeah, but I, there I, have I, been times when he has not sucked, so it's really weird. We've um, given enough. We given him. I, I wouldn't say every opportunity, but we given him ample to yes. show himself. And when you get benched for a guy that doesn't even dress. The guy doesn't Trevor doesn't even dress for games. That he's activated just in case. That's 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 very damning. And, and then he moves your offense. It yeah, wasn't that he was just he comes in and all of a sudden it's different. It's bizarre. Dude, that's um, that's that's where that's where I'm sold that he's not our guy. And then <clears throat> they're watching Purdy and Zappy operate yeah. more complex offenses, albeit they, they might dumb it down a little bit. Yeah, well, they're they're operating offenses for Bill Belichick, and for Shanahan, and these guys are having relative success. Where Salah is still trying to say, "Hey, you know, we haven't seen the you know the last of them." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Your job is hitched to this now." I you mean, it is at this point. This. It's your really job, weird. Your job you is on it. You can even see it in his release. Like th- there was a point at at BYU, and I watched, I rewatched his pro day because I just wanted to see what it looked like. Um, what the ball coming out of his hand. And it, I mean, his release was lightning quick back at, at you know at BYU, and now um, some of the throws he made last week, it's just it's delayed, it's longer, it's slower. There's something going on where he's either broken, and can you can you fix that, this kid? I have a theory. A I have a Shoot. theory as to what's going on. 
He used to play at BYU, which is like low-level college football, and now he plays in the NFL. Uh-huh. And that's the difference. Okay. And he was never that good, but he was crushing at BYU. But the way I, – I, totally cool. I get it. <laughs> the way he threw the football was different at BYU as opposed to the way he threw the football physically. The way he's throwing the football is different. Yeah, because he's afraid of getting hit and getting killed now because the players it's, can touch him. Unlike at BYU when he was the best player on the field. Look at yeah, look he was the best. Yes, he was, but he was also never touched. Like they right. would drop him back seven, eight yards, ten yards, and he would sit in the pocket, not really having to fear contact. Exactly. Look, look at the body of work of Purdy and Zappy, and they're poised in the pocket. And they're how they how they play and they process like you said, um, Scott. How they process, they check yeah. down, they they go through, like they look like NFL quarterbacks. And then this is Mr. Irrelevant and some third string guy that didn't that just barely made the team. Yeah, you know. Well, so I, I, I hear it, you. It's, it's incredible. We, I think we should make, we should just make Mr. Irrelevant and Zach Wilson's new nickname. I, I'm for that. I mean, like I said, we could move on from this, but we just want to just take on on it, Scott, because I don't, you know, Dave and I don't really see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, but we yeah. see eye to eye on this, and I just don't see where like we've given him enough enough to work with. Where we saw last season in his rookie season, we saw a guy that was a thousand years old come in and run the offense. Yeah. So that's a confusing Gosh. thing. Like, why is where is Flacco in all of this? Because you were, I mean, there was a situation. Josh Flacco, Dave, what's the other guy? Josh. Josh Johnson, who's still backing Josh up Johnson, Purdy. Thousand fucking years in the NFL. Yeah. Journeyman comes in, runs an offense like clockwork, bro. Yeah. So I, I gave I gave him the fact that he was a rookie. I said, okay, you know what? He's a rookie, still learning. All right. But now you got Strevler comes in, and, and the the guys even pick it up on a couple of so plays. Just, wow. So Strevler ran with the ball a little bit where Zach Wilson won't. And it makes me, that's another thing that confuses me that, you know, his mobility was a, was an asset at BYU. He won't run. He He got hurt. He got hurt running. Remember? Yes, he he did. So, so is he functionally, exactly. Is he functionally broken to the point where you need to completely, you just, I mean, are they done with him? Are they going to move on and put him for, yeah, I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah, he's he, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Scott, I just wanted to get your uh, your opinion there as uh, the resident Zach Wilson stan of the show. Oh, <laughs> just wanted to get your get your thoughts on uh, the future <coughs> the future St. Louis BattleHawks backup. All right. Yeah. So, uh, question: Would you got would anybody would you be comfortable with your team flipping a fifth round pick for Zach Wilson in the offseason? No, you use a fifth round pick on a guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We need we need to protect the Mike White um, injuries. Showed yeah. us that showed us that we do need some protection. We got some protection issues because, in all fairness to Zach, and I don't know if this is. I mean, you could probably tell me if this is pocket presence or pocket um, integrity where he's running sometimes for no reason. He just runs, and he's there, throwing. at this point. Time, it's because he's bad. <laughs> I don't think he has much pocket presence. Yeah, I'm like, um, what are you? He, the pocket breaks a little bit, and he, this guy's running, and I'm like, what are you? And then he can't, he can't throw and run at the same time. See, it's one of the things he did great at BYU is 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 put those things together. That's why I wow. think he's just a broke. He, he's just at this point, he's unplayable. 
Um, yeah, he's not even he's a really player. not worth much. You know, it's incredible. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. But this is kind of the quarterback thing. Like, uh, it's why, it's why you need to keep drafting and 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 you know addressing that position until you get it right. And sometimes you're gonna miss even early in drafts that you just do. I never, I never realized when when Dave said this to me when we first met. I think Dave was probably the first person in in face to face said, "If you miss on a quarterback, you're set. Like you can set your franchise back like years, right? We've missed yeah. twice. Now. We've missed twice now. Yeah. And obviously, Gase Gase was fucking idiot, whatever. But but you know, one of the and, most important things you can do is move on quickly. Yes. Yeah. Right? So don't give Zach Wilson four or five years. Move on very quickly. Um. Uh. Speaking you know, of. Speaking speaking of Jets quarterbacks that have moved on, I do want to move on to the next game here, Scott. Sam Darnold oh beat the Lions. Just the flow of this conversation, Dave. Um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold beat the Lions. So that's kind of where I was gonna go. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just gonna get you. I'm just gonna formally get you there. Thank so, you. The Lions 23 at the Panthers 37. Now, the Panthers lost at home to Mitch Trubisky a week ago. This week, they kicked the absolute shit out of the Lions. Uh, Scott, can I fire Aaron Glenn yet? No, I don't know. Okay, so why would you fire Aaron Glenn at this point? Because the Panthers had two different 100-yard rushers in the first half. They set a franchise record for most yardage in the first half of a game, and Sam Darnold is the core. Yeah. Hang on. Imagine, yes. imagine I, if CMC was still there. Look, look, look it at Scott. Look at Scott pretending to get a phone call. So they have to answer no, for Aaron Glenn. I'm out of the office. You want, so <laughs> it was a crazy game because the Lions physically, the Lions physically got manhandled in every possible way. Um, so one of the things that they've been doing really well is they, their corners and safeties have been tackling well, and they. I don't know how many how many missed tackles did Carolina force in that game? A couple All of thousand, them. it felt like. Like, did anybody get tackled quickly, like right away? Or I mean, how many? It was just crazy to watch. They looked Foreman like and Cuba Hubbard just running all over them. That looked like what. Remember, Carolina had those two before Cam had those two very good running backs, Jonathan yeah. Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, that's what it, that's yep. what it reminded me of those days. I'm like, holy shit. Thunder and lightning yeah. here going on. The, yeah, I mean, and the Lions couldn't stop the running; it couldn't stop anything. And then, and then you throw in Darnold, and Darnold made some really nice throws. Um, I do think Aaron Glenn did some really weird things. I don't know if it's Aaron Glenn. I don't know what it was. The Lions did what? really weird things. Like, I'm with Dave on that, bro. He needs to go. He needs to go. Scott, this guy sucks. Seven week span was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it really was. That was they were a pretty elite defense in, over that seven week window. They really were. I mean, they were. They the first seven weeks they were bad. The next seven weeks they were great. Um, against Carolina, if, they widened their their front four, really like really too wide. It was really confusing to me that they would do this. And then it's it, there are times when like there wasn't even a, a defensive tackle on the side of the ball that Carolina ran, and it's like. He, Here's the thing. If the Lions had not given up five touchdowns to Geno Smith and 400 yards rushing to Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. Who was to blame for this? I'm just going to say that, Dave. Like that, that game comes back now to haunt, to haunt them. Yeah. That, that yeah. game yeah. comes back 
haunt them. I was just going to say that, Dave. Right, because they almost beat Buffalo, but losing to Buffalo is one thing. You're going to drop – like, they went well, to New England and Minnesota got killed. But... The, Min- the first Minnesota game is not a game they should have lost. I mean, it's just not. It, no, but Minnesota, but you could argue Minnesota is a better, more talented team than the Lions. I mean, I think that's pretty fair, especially on offense. But the Seahawks aren't, and the Panthers sure as hell aren't. No, right? No. So but, it's, trapping these two games specifically could very well keep them out of the playoffs. And maybe it should. You know, I mean, you can't you can't show up. I mean, I guess in the end, it's it's. I think it's just tough in the NFL to run you know, an eight plus week stretch of playing pretty dominant football. And they did. Yes. You lost to Buffalo, but you were, you were six and one mm-hmm. and you know, that, that's a tough thing to do, but it doesn't excuse how poorly they played um, specifically on defense, like not tackling and over like having the linebackers consistently overrunning their gaps. Um, I Honestly, I knew they were in trouble on the first play, the first defensive snap of the game. Yes, Hutchinson bites inside, and the the ball gets run outside, and there's literally nobody there. And I'm like, "Wow, what? I mean, I, there's just no plan for that. Like, it, you know, if you're going to run RPOs, which is what Carolina does with Darnold, it's really interesting. And you've got a defensive end biting that far that hard on on the run inside when they hand the ball off to the running back, and he just you know spits off the edge for thirty plus yards. That's a problem. So, I mean, I don't know if that's an Aaron Glenn problem or if it's something else. I have no idea. It was just so our so our nephews who are um fourteen and ten. You know, they're all hyped up. The Lions have won six out of the last seven. So going into this game, they're telling Megan like, "Oh yeah, the Lions are good. They're going to make the playoffs. Won six out of the last seven. They're looking good. They're going to win." And Megan just goes, "You guys are young Lions fans." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's true, man. It is true. Yeah, just it's just absolutely brutal. Now, from the Panthers' point of view in this game, they are still alive to win the NFC South somehow after losing to Mitch Trubisky at home. Um, like they're but still they there's like Tampa, and they're feared of they're fearful about playing a team like Tampa or New Orleans. I mean, I you know like if Carolina plays the way they did on Sunday. They're going to beat everybody in that division. They're going to make the playoffs. Yep. I'm just saying, when uh, the Panthers, Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, all I'm saying is, if the Panthers, when the Panthers win this division and host the Cowboys on the first weekend, they're going to lose by 30 points. Yes. And then we're going to be looking at this, like the Lions could have made the playoffs. All they had to do was beat this team, as they're getting yeah. trucked over and over. Zeke's going to go for like 102. Pollard's going to get a couple big plays. Lamb's going to get eight, 103. They're going to win 35 to 10. Yeah, but don't like you think the like, Lions will get smashed by Dallas the same way? I, I do. Y- yes, yes. But the fact that the Lions blew this game in this situation is just. I, I would take my chances with the, the, the Lions versus the. I'll take, I'll take the Lions. If I have to be between the Lions and the Panthers, I would take the Lions. I would take you guys a heartbeat. And that's not but, being, that's not being. I'm being serious right now. Between no, I, I, I'm with you. That's the disappointing part of why how you. I mean, this is why it's so disappointing that you lost this game. The you Lions won last week. I mean, if Lions beat Carolina, they're in the playoffs right now. Yes, they really are. You're really close. So yeah. the Lions, Packers, Commanders, and Seahawks are all playing for the last position, the NFC. 
And I firmly believe the Lions are the best of those teams, and they're not going to make it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's very telling. It's very yeah. Telling. Like, like, and it's because their defense is them down against in huge spots against teams that directly competing with the Seahawks and yeah. the Panthers, right? Like, yeah, for sure. Those are games you sh- you absolutely should win. You cannot give those away if you're going to be close. And this game was – it's not like this game was huge in hindsight. This game was huge leading up to it. You have this rah-rah bite the kneecaps coach. Game. And they show up that flat? Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, it's like – what hap- how does that happen? No, I, absolutely. I, I, would, I would bet that the Lions are having a hard time explaining it. Like, yeah. we don't know exactly how it works. Cleve, you played. You know how it works, right? You, you yep. Just, there are some times when you're up and there are some times when you're flat and there's really no explaining why you're flat. It's just, it's a thing. But, but as, as Herm Edwards, as Herm Edwards would say, two things travel well. You pack a defense, defense to yep. travel. <laughs> and you should have a competent game plan. And yeah. it seems like, like, like today's point, that's, that Seattle game now looks really, really bad. Like that's a loop that just got loud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because again, you know, I don't know if it's if it's personnel. It doesn't seem to be personnel. It's just I think it's the scheme. And yeah, you guys should have not lost that game, and you guys should have not lost to the Seahawks the way y'all did early in the season either. You know what else Herm Edwards has said is famous for saying? What's that? Oh, oh my God, you're gonna fire me on the field, which is exactly <laughs> what should happen to Aaron Glenn. <laughs> oh my God. Hey Dave, that was brutal, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, also brutal. Bills 35 at the Bears 13. See, the Bills just show up in these spots and just go to work. So Josh the Allen Bills threw a couple. a really good team with lots of talent everywhere. The Lions are not. Yes, but the Lions are equal to the Panthers and the Seahawks and the Commanders and all them. And they keep playing close games are getting destroyed by all of them. That's the difference. The Bills show up handle their business. Point, I, think that's, I think that's not fair. The Lions equal to those other teams? I don't think no. I think the Lions are better than them. The Commanders? Are you fucking serious? The Lions are better than the Commanders, and they're better than the Seahawks. How are they losing to the Dave? They because the defensive coordinator is ass who lets Dante Foreman and somebody named Chuba Hubbard, who's a real person, run for 125 yards on 12 touches, and let Geno Smith go for five touchdowns and make everybody think he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl, and now he's going for three yards per pass. They're as good as you think they are. No, I think all these teams are a bucket of turds. I'm just saying the Lions are the shiniest one. Man. Hey, a hey, bucket of turds. A very compelling argument. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the Lions let Geno Smith throw five touchdowns on them in their building. Yeah. They did? Man. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, Awful. in the end, the Lions are going to look back at the season and they're going to view the Seattle loss, the Carolina loss, the first Minnesota loss, and they're going to say we should have been in the playoffs. Oh, and the Green Bay loss in two weeks. All right. Um. Anyway, so the Bills the absolutely lost this weekend. <laughs> the Bills, maybe not. We'll get to that. So the Bills absolutely crushed the Bears here. You know, the Bills go on the road, put up 35 points in three degrees. Without Stephon Diggs, who only has two catches for 26 yards in this game. So they're able to spread it around and do okay. My question here, Cleve, should the Bears shut down Justin Fields now? They know what they got. It's late in the season. Yeah. They're not playing for anything. Should he just bench him right now? Yes, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big proponent of of um when you're playing for nothing and you're mathematically eliminated, uh, your stars 
do they need to really be out there, especially if they're nagging anything that's bothering them. And most most times, you know, something's nagging somebody, but you're playing for nothing. And, you know, if he's just looking for development, it can happen in the offseason or whatever. Like, just just get out of there with, with, with no issues and no problems. Big, big proponent of that. Scott, what do you think? I, I think in normal situations – you know, maybe you view it a little differently, but they have they have nothing on offense around him. So it's not like it's not like there's any developing happening. You're just Correct. exposing him to injuries. You're right. exposing him to contact that's unnecessary at this point. Yep. Um, I really do think as much as he's run this year, you gotta you gotta pull that back a little bit for him as as a for you know just with his for just his longevity as a player because he's. If you you're gonna run him like this, yeah, keep the designs in. I agree with you, Scott. Keep the design yeah. run in, but get yep. him in the offseason, get him some more weaponry on the outside. Yeah. And 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 tool that up. But like you there's nothing they're playing for right now. So there's no reason I should even be trotting out there. No reason. Yeah, I mean, right I, I can see him bitching about it and complaining, like you know, he wants his thousand yards rushing himself. or whatever it is, but you know, sometimes you got to protect these guys from themselves. I just, I, you know, as a, as a, I'm, I, you know, Dave, you know, I was never, I was not a huge field guy in the, in the run up to the draft. And yeah, you were a Wilson uh, guy. Jesus. <laughs> what is wow. <laughs> this is, listen, you, you can hold multiple perspectives on things. Um, I still don't. On the internet? <laughs> in my mind. Um, it's Ooh. a multiverse of things. Uh, I I still, I mean, I think he needs to improve as a passer. He still does. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but he's throwing, him, he's throwing to Dante Pettis and Uncle Velas Jones. I know, I know. It's just, that's the problem, is that there's really not much around him. Um, I, You know, I think that he could, he can, indoors, he could light up the Lions' defense. Can you imagine what he's going to do this week if they let him go? Oh, it's gonna be What's he going to make the Lions' defense look like? Well, if, if, da- if Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard can run for 350 yards, Fields should be able to rush for about 13 grand. And th- and that will get Aaron Glenn fired. That will get him fired. It it it'll be interesting to see how the Lions respond. It really will. You know, you know it's it's you a weird thought, dynamic. You know what I thought? When I heard the story about a coach that was betting on games or whatever or betting – betting something i thought it was him i don't know why i thought it was him <laughs> well it's, it's kind of unexplainable how you could how you can be the like the number 32 defense in the nfl for seven weeks and then turn that around somehow randomly in a weird i don't know how you what happened because yeah, you owe guys because you owe guys <laughs> <laughs> hey maybe he owed uh dante foreman something i don't know whatever <laughs> well he owes me three hours of my life back um, yeah, it was ugly. It was a yeah, really bad weekend to be a Lions fan. It was awful. So the Bills, uh, the Bills there, we said Stefan had how many catches? Two for 26. Wow. Yeah. What did Dawson Knox do? Better than that. Yeah. Uh, no touchdowns, though. Singletary ran one. James Cook ran one. Gabe Davis caught one. Uh, I don't even know who scored the other ones. But, yeah, so the Bills show up and handle their business. Also handling their business. Commanders 20 at the 49ers 37. Cleve, you were texting this entire game about how much you love Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. Take, I, take a guess. How many 
total yards do you think he threw for in this game? It wasn't much. Like it was like red zone. It felt like he's just like in the red zone every fucking like <laughs> kept put him in the red zone. It yeah, was like 100, like 130 yards. No, it's more than that. 15 to 22 for 234, two touchdowns and one interception. And he loves throwing to George Kittle. Scott, six catches, 120 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how you can have a player like Garoppolo refuse to throw a ball. Like, I, I mean, it's <laughs> like Kittle's not been all that productive as a receiver the last couple seasons. And now Purdy, uh, the Purdy thing is, is going to be interesting with what, with what they, yeah. how this finishes um, with Trey Lance and Garoppolo. Well, Jimmy G's out. Yeah. 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 Jimmy G's out. Trey's going to be the starter. This kid's the backup. And then Trey's going to have to keep this kid off his heels. Because but what if he starts picking it up? They're going to be calling. What, what happens if, oh, if he wins I mean, them a Super Bowl, man? Like, like, He's on a rookie deal Ooh, too. I mean, if he wins the yeah, Super Bowl, you trade him to the Jets for three first round picks and keep Lance. Fucking okay. take that. Take yeah. In a heartbeat. I yeah. You sell, you sell the top. We just went through this crazy run up where all of us held until we're holding the bag now, right? Like, you know, I've got $8 worth of Cardano now or something. So, like, if, let's sell the if, top on Brock Purdy here. Get a bunch you think he'll sell Lance or try to? No, if he wins the Super Bowl, sell Purdy. He's going to be the, the most valuable. Keep Lance for the ceiling and sell Purdy. Get three more picks to put around Lance. But, uh, I don't know. See, see, I'm I don't know about that. If he that is like, not how the NFL does things. Yeah, I was going to say if he if he well, I'm available. Bowl, if he goes to the Super Bowl, <laughs> and he lights it up, bro. Like he like he wins the game, not just yeah. show up and game manage. If he wins the game, it's a it's a it's a sit down. They're going to have to sit down and really talk to this kid. I can't even imagine how they could go back to Lance if he. No does way, that. dude. No, yeah. If you you got there and ball out and win the Super Bowl like in really good fashion, that's going to be a hard talk for somebody. Yeah. You, yeah, you move away from him for the same reason you move away from Nick Foles. Like you just got to make the big boy decision to do the right thing, especially when you could then sell Purdy for so much. You could get yeah, so much from these. I don't. It would give the kid up that easy, bro. Like it would have to be like you said, like you said, three, three first rounders, whatever. You Plus, could probably you could get two first rounders for him if he won the Super Bowl, and that's worth more than Purdy is. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's going to be one of the real interesting uh, things uh, shaking out at the end of the season here. Mm. Last last thing here, Cleve. Uh, Taylor Heineke got pulled in the third quarter for Carson Wentz. How excited were you to see Carson Wentz back in the game? I mean, with a fucked up hand, right? He, like his thumb was fucked up or something like that. He, yeah. And they put him in. I mean, Taylor was awful in this game. Awful. That defense was all over him. Um, it felt like he just kept throwing, like trying to throw the ball, and they just kept hitting him. Scott, do you wish that the commanders were out of it so we could get a look at Sam Howell? Um, I don't understand the Carson Wentz stuff. I really don't. I don't know how, I don't know how he's even remotely a consideration going forward. Um, like what's the point? That's just my perspective. I don't think yeah, Carson Wentz is, has any value going forward. I, he's useless. What? Like, I mean, like get, get him out of there, you know, like, I don't know. I don't get it. And and if Heineke we're, is not the guy, let's... Go ahead. 
Yeah, we're calling Carson Wentz a bust now because that's what he fucking is. He's a bust. But again, his his rookie season and his second year, you know, when did he get hurt? Second year? Second year. Second, second year. Second year. And that that's when Foles that's when Foles ran mop up and won the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Yeah. So he so he got them, he got them nine games or ten games, whatever it was before he got hurt. And then he declined from there or he it got exposed. And we're and we're not willing to call Zach a bust yet when Zach hasn't proven anything of even that. Well, winning I've, 10 games, 11 games. I've withheld my anger about Zach Wilson and I'm I'm giving it to Carson Wentz. That's what's happening. Yeah. No, no, Carson, no, he's definitely not the guy. You know, and Heineke, I don't know. I mean, I don't what is Carson Wentz is like 28 now, right? 28, 29, whatever he is. This is his third team in three yeah. seasons. Yeah. Like can you figure out give Sam Howell some sort of like what does he have? How do you know if you don't if you never give him an opportunity to play? How do you know? Why did you even pick him? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so, I don't I, I don't understand I, I don't understand it either. Um yeah, Carson Wentz playing Carson Wentz at this point makes no makes no sense to me. So we're gonna move away from awful backup quarterbacks like Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. And on to good backup quarterbacks like Gardner Minshew. So the Eagles 34, the Cowboys 40 in what I thought was just an absolute great game. Just a thrilling game back and forth. And Gardner Minshew actually played pretty well here. Uh, 24-40, 355 yards, two touchdowns. But Scott gave the ball away too much. Two picks and a fumble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's his story is interesting. And he's one of those guys where it's like – Everything that you want your backup quarterback to be should be him because yeah. he can actually run your offense if, if your quarterback gets hurt. But there are like, you know, there are too many situations around the NFL where it's like, all right, you got Tim Boyle and David Blau as your backups. Like you're not developing those guys into anybody. You got, <laughs> you got friggin', you know, Parker Aylinger. I'm just kidding. You know, you got. <laughs> You got you got bad quarterbacks all over the place who are playing backup quarterback for you, and then there's Minshew just sitting out there hanging around, you know, unsigned. Like he's a talented guy, but he's yeah. always been a little. I think he's just a little loose, but that's part of his game, you know. Um, I thought he would have a very. I thought he would have uh, a productive game against the Cowboys, and he did. But in the end, yeah, you're right. He turned over the ball a little bit too much, and you know, I mean, he can run that offense. I mean, it's clear that they can, they can run. Yeah, it. he he can't. I mean, I give him a pass because of the 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 spot that he was in, um, and he hadn't played much during the season because Hurts has been lights out. He hasn't really come into play, so you know, um, running with the ones. He, I mean, he runs the scout team, right? Oh yeah, is that what the yeah. backup quarterback does? Yeah, he runs the scout team. So coming into a big game like that, and then. He had to, I mean, Micah was kind of everywhere, but then did you see Micah get gassed asking for a timeout? Yeah, yeah. LT, LT never did that. Too much coke. Yeah. He's, <laughs> He's soft, man. Parsons yeah. is soft. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Lawrence Taylor and Jim Ursay are never asking for timeouts. They're good to go. <laughs> Beak wet, baby. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, like, I, and that's what I would have ran plays, knowing that he was he's gassed. I'm gonna be like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Because yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I see in Micah's game where I'm like, maybe they're running him too wild or whatever, but he he was definitely gassed or something was the matter. 
And I'm like, that's when you strike. But yeah, make sure too many turnovers. Um, but Dak. <laughs> yeah. Dak, come on, man. Rain that shit in, dude. That that is he's careless with the ball sometimes. Careless. Yeah, that pick six was truly atrocious. <laughs> yeah, and you can see the weaknesses for both teams. Like Dak's propensity to do some of that stuff. Um I don't know why they continue to feed Zeke. Like Pollard is so you know so why, Scott? Juice, man, like um, wow, you, you know? know why? They they Jerry's got to quantify that he paid that kind of money for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, to your own expense, I guess. Um, yep. I don't know. That's uh, that was a it was it was a it was a great football game. Um, lots of offense, but. You know, Dallas Dallas needs to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. They, now last week, get. last week I did say that they need to start using CD Lamb like Devontae Adams and give him 13 to 16 targets per game and stop throwing the ball these dust balls like Noah Brown. And uh there we go. CD Lamb in this game gets uh 14 targets, goes 10, 120, and two, Cleef. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um who knew so he that's, was good. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You throw the ball to CeeDee Lamb. Good things happen. Crazy. <laughs> um, the Cowboys are still technically alive to win this division, get the number one overall seed, but they can't. They, like, they need to win both. The Eagles need to lose both. They need to win by like a certain amount. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. So it's that's not that's not going to happen. Speaking of Devontae Adams, we do not need to spend a lot of time on this game. Raiders 10 at the Steelers 13. Man. Uh, Cleve, how many total receiving yards does Vontae Adams have over the last two weeks? Uh, oh, total? I know you had like 15 or 20-something yards in this game. Yeah, this week and last week combined. Um, Less than 50? 43. Yeah, yeah. That's, I figured that. It's why, so <laughs> I didn't parlay on FanDuel because of that. I just had a fucking feeling. I'm like, you know what? He ain't, he, he's not going to get any target share for some stupid reason. And I don't know if it's because it's freezing out there. I don't know what's going on. Is Carr G- done in Vegas? You think he's done? Yeah, he might be a Jet next year. Oh, <laughs> oh, good luck. Listen, if 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 White Mike is doing that good for them, Derek Carr will be just fine. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, like I said, any anything over Zach right now is an upgrade. And and I, we, I don't mean to bury this kid, but any yeah. anything anything any and we've seen the body work for Carr. We've seen Carr play. Yeah. yeah, like white white Mike. We love white Mike around here, but he's not better than Derek Carr. No, but no, if you, no, but no, you're no, the Raiders. Just, you just gave up two first round. I think it was two first round picks for Adams, right? Yes. And then you paid him all the money you paid him because you wanted to bring him. You wanted to put him together with Derek Carr because they played together in college. And it just implodes. Like, this has been the craziest season. You look at that situation imploding, the Broncos. It's just, you know, mm. the NFL, is an, it's an animal unlike anything else. It just is. Yeah, but, like, the Raiders are owned by Mark Davis, who chooses that haircut. So why do we think they're going to make good decisions about who to sign and who to bring in and what to do? Listen. The haircut should be the logo. <laughs> I don't know why he chooses that haircut, but <laughs> billionaire, billionaire. It's not, yeah, I guess. I mean, he could be in like Dumb and Dumber the way he. I, he really <laughs> give him a, like a pink suit and he'd be fine. He fit me the fryer tuck, huh? Give me the fryer tuck. Hey, um, <laughs> did you hear about Hackett, Scott? 
Yeah, I heard. I heard. Yeah. Amazing, huh? Yeah. Like, what happened there? How, how does... <laughs> How do you explain it? Scott Scott was really high on Hackett before the draft. I was not. Don't be. Come on. This is going out to a, a worldwide audience, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, I, you, honestly, you really I think. That, yeah, I'm going to get crushed because you just, oh, you loved Hackett. Give me a break. Dude, I think they tried. I think Hackett was Aaron Rodgers' bait. I really do. Like, you know, but still, Jacob, like, the, uh... what is going on with Russell Wilson? How bad? Like, he is awful. Like, so he might have Jake... played himself out of the Hall of Fame, dude. He played. I think he might have played himself out of the Hall of Fame. Like, I, like, he might have played himself out of football. Jake says the AFC West was supposed to be the strongest division of football. That ship sailed a while ago. Thanks, Raiders, Broncos, and Biden. Jesus, that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they would. I thought that was going to be a monster of a division. I really did. Oh man! But I also thought that the Seahawks were going to be the worst team in football. Um, I thought a lot of things that I was wrong about, like a lot. Yeah, we were right about a lot of things too. And we and I have all that stuff written down, so we're going to be able to go back and take a look. Yeah, we're yeah. Do review end shows. Year, end of the year, like just that. Are you yeah, really we'll we'll be that? doing division reviews. Though we did division previews, so we'll take a look. Remember, Cleveland said the 49ers would win four games. The only prediction that came out for me was the Jets. That was it. <laughs> that was everything you else. could still get the no Bengals to the Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That could yeah. actually happen. Um, so okay, so yeah, Raiders, uh the Steelers win on the last second touchdown, pick it to pick ins. They honored Franco Harris, who died the, the week before. Rest in peace, Franco. Um they showed the immaculate reception like 400 times on TV, so that was cool. Um, although, if I remember correctly, I think Don's mad about the immaculate reception. I think he thinks it hit the Steelers guy, or I think it hit. I think it did hit someone. It shouldn't have. Well, well it hit somebody. Have. It's it who did it hit? Count. It shouldn't have counted. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I remember Don's Don was up in arms about that when I was like four years old. So um, I think that continues. Uh, Don, if you're there, you can enlighten us in the comments. But yeah. Um, now, here we have an interesting thing that I wanted Scott around to bring up, too. Um, Packers 26 at the Dolphins 20. Cleave, two or three, three awful picks in this game. Yeah, I, I think it was – I think over the course of a game, that's acceptable, but not on three three succession drives. That's awful. What if I were to tell you, and I sent you this video, and Scott, I don't know if you saw this. There's a video out there of him being tackled shortly before that. With his head smashing into the ground. Oh. The thought is Tua might have been playing with a concussion in the second half. I mean oh, shit. No. Yeah, I, I well, I hope not. You know, I I I've just warmed up to the kid and actually I actually watched something on him um over the holidays. Yeah. I think it was it led up to like when he got drafted and when he came in and all like, it was actually pretty cool. And I hope that's not the case, man. Like, he was just didn't, you know I, I I didn't even think of that as a possibility of why yeah. because it's weird to throw on three drives back to back to back to throw interceptions like that's yeah, kind of weird right yeah cleve i texted you the the link um for the for the video and then scott it's in our it's in our yeah. paul sent it to our thread um like he gets tag he's rolling out trying to get away he throws the ball away and he gets tackled he turns back so he goes back first to the ground and his head just bam Bounce. i mean right against it again 
You know, it wouldn't wow. surprise me at all because the first pick he threw was such a confusing decision. Like, yeah. There were five defenders there, I think, four or five. Yeah. And he would have had, I mean, it would have had to have been the greatest throw in the history of the world to even get it near the receiver. Um, and um, on that interception, Jalen Waddle was breaking open across the middle, hits him in stride. Yeah. It's going to be like the first touchdown. He was just going to go. Well, the, the Dolphins offense is so rhythm and timing driven that sometimes it's hard. It's hard to understand, like, wh- how are you throwing the ball to whoever you're throwing into and ignoring, like, Jalen Waddle wide open? But it's like, that doesn't, whether Waddle's open or not, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Um, because of what they do. And that's why, like the last pick he threw, I didn't think it was horrible because the timing and, and what they do on their offense, it was just a great play by Douglas to read what was coming. But see, I, I, I thought the last that, pick, I thought last pick was pretty bad because the game's on the line. You're throwing the ball to Mike Gesicki. Yeah. Oh, was it, was yeah. it Gesicki in the flat there? Yeah. He was open was, though. He was not open. He was he's he breaking open. on every side. Well, I know, but I'm, but Douglas dropped off of his coverage into the flat there, so it was almost like Douglas knew what was coming. Well, two was on, like a pre like a predisposition of uh, of how they were lined up, or if maybe if Gasicki was lined up wide, they kind of knew that he was going to run that out, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But you know, if uh, if two was concussed, it explains. Yeah, it explains a lot. How bad those picks looked. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I never thought that as, as being a viable thing. But now that now that you say that, like I could see where there's there's some truth to that. Like he probably wasn't even in his right mind. Yeah, because even even back Cleveland, you thought Tua wasn't that great. He never made passes that bad. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, those were <laughs> those were really bad. And like I said, I was rooting against him because I, I need him to lose because the Jets' chances kind of go up a little bit. Yeah, we need that. So yeah, but I mean, obviously, if the, if he was hurt in that spot, like that's that's fucked up. You know, they they made him play through that. You know. Yeah, and then Jake make another good point here that on the last interception, uh, um, uh, Tyreek Hill and Jeff Wilson are both wide open. Yeah, as well, and he's still trying to force the ball to Mike Gesicki. When honestly, when the game is on the line, I can't think of anybody you should go to less than Mike Gesicki. I'd rather throw to Trent Irwin. <laughs> Um, okay, does, we're gonna go through a couple. Not make the Pro Bowl? What? How does Waddle not get make the Pro Bowl? Like, how is he snubbed? I have no idea. It pisses insane, me off. Bro. Yeah, yeah, that's he's insane. A... I guess, that's why I don't give any credence to that shit now. And there's gonna be a fucking flag football game as well. But I'm like, yeah. how did this this guy has lights out? Yeah, that doesn't he make the awesome. fucking Pro Bowl. I'd like to see him run the skills competition. That'd be kind of fun. Um. Okay, this this game here, we're not going to spend a lot of time on, even though the outcome was somewhat interesting. Broncos 14 at the Rams 51. So we already talked about Hackett getting fired, Scott, before you Can got you here. Can you explain how this outcome is interesting in any way? Because Baker Mayfield scored 51 points in an NFL football game. Okay. It, yeah, that's it, what, I think that's what, got, that's what got him fired. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's interesting about it. See, things that don't normally happen tend to be interesting. So the Rams having offense in the game. Cam Akers ran for three touchdowns against the Broncos defense. The Broncos quit. That's what's interesting. Yeah. They quit. Yeah. yeah, they quit. They they quit on Hackett. I think I think they just said fuck it. You know who else it appears We're that not they gonna... quit on too is Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw it. 
But there is a moment when, okay, so do I have four seconds to tell a story? Yes. I'll do my guy. So go ahead. Talk. Russell Wilson knows where the cameras are at all times. And it goes back to the senior bowl. When he was at the senior bowl, if the cameras were on him, he's super cool. But if the cameras are off, he's kind of very prickly and difficult. So there's a sh- there's a shot of him on the sidelines after Brett Rippon and um, who was the guard? Dalton Risner got into a little shoving match kind of thing. And Wilson comes over and he gets on his hands and, and knees kind of like, and he's holding a football in front of his mouth. Like he's like he's telling this the offensive line state secrets or some bullshit. And you can see that they just could give a shit what he had to say. Like they just could not care that he was talking to them at all. And the way he was doing it, it was like filled with drama. Like, all right, you're trying to hide what you're saying. You're obfuscating your mouth. You're you're hiding it with a football. It's like, what are you doing? You know the cameras are on you. So this is his perspective, though. You're down 40 points in a game, and you're going over to your offensive line and giving them, like, whatever you have to tell them, but you're trying to hide it to make it look like it's so important what you're telling them. And they were totally, like, go away. I think they're out on him. That's all I'm saying. I, go, yeah. Yeah. Way I think you're right, Scott. They gave up on Hackett. They Do you think they can get Hackett. back on board with Russ, though, going forward? That's the important question. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Nah. He is a, he is an odd, odd dude. Um, I think that's – I mean, some, some of what came out about this, you know, about like Richard Sherman and Marshall Lynch talking about just getting in, hope, getting in touch with him would take forever because you had to go through his people. This is your quarterback. This is the guy that you're going – to battle with, and you got to like, uh, oh, yeah. he'll get back to you. <laughs> it's bizarre. What? That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Last game, Bucks 19 at Cardinals 16 in overtime. This was the most boring close game I've ever seen in my life. Um, Cleve, my question for you, is Tom Brady just washed now? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think with, with all that went on with him and, you know, he tried to say that he wasn't a distraction, um, I think – Finally now, like I I don't have any, you know, I don't have any faith that they could turn it around. I think they're they're toast. It's it's over. Scott. So there's a rumor going around uh NFL circles that Tom Brady is gonna end up in San Francisco next year. Just saying, which is a whole other kind of you know, throw a bomb down, you know, open the door and throw a bomb in with Purdy and Lance and all this stuff going on. Oh, man. That would disrupt everything for them. It it really would. But, you know, there's that's it's it's hearing it loudly. It's bizarre. Um, I don't know what to make of Brady at this point. Why would no you idea. pay? The line's bad, like bad, bad. Yes. Um, he's always been he's kind of been he struggled at times throughout his career with with when he's getting hit banged around and stuff. So I don't know. Um, he's older. Who knows? But why would the 49ers pay Tom Brady when he get the exact same production from Brock Purdy? I don't know. Cleve, honestly, right now for the jets next year, honestly, would you rather have Tom Brady or Brock Purdy? Man, I mean, I mean, that's a loaded question, bro. Seven, you know, come on. The fact you didn't just say Tom Brady is all we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, that's that that reveals the exact point I wanted to reveal right there. Yeah. Um. 
Cleve. Ben says, is Cleve lost? No, no, I'm actually. He's just trying to warm up. Yeah, it's, he got cold in the car. <laughs> um, there's one more game. We're, we're doing the show on Monday right now. So um, there's one more game to go tonight. Chargers at the Colts. Now, the Chargers are at 83% to make the playoffs. Um, oh, here comes Don. Hang on. Going back to the, the, the um, immaculate reception here. Dante has the ball bounce off of Frenchie Fuqua. Let's make him Frinkles rebound catch illegal. Still pisses me off. That is not a real person. <laughs> that is a nickname for somebody, right? Frenchie Fuqua. I don't know, man. Doesn't sound like a football player. <laughs> Probably a real guy. Jake says Clean is about to stream from the toilet. Not sure it would be the first time. Um about to say where I'm streaming from now. Oh, I recognize that place. Yeah. I recognize that place. And I'll um, you a couple of sessions, so you got to show up. <laughs> uh, Cleve, if the Chargers win the playoffs, or win, win this tonight, they lock up a playoff game, a playoff uh, spot. I, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. That is insane. That's sneaky. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to make it in. So Jake, who is a resident diehard Chargers fan, wants to know, Cleve, if the Chargers make it, they likely right now they're going to travel to Cincinnati in the first round. Do you think the Chargers can go across the country to Cincinnati in the relative cold to beat the Bengals in the playoffs? Not a chance. 100% they can. Sorry, oh, that wasn't for me. Okay, so, finally, oh, you finally, go. you two can disagree on something. Cleve, <laughs> what do you think? Nah, the the weather, them traveling cross country, that that's going to play that's going to play into it. That's gonna, that just those two things are gonna play into it. They got dudes who can who they got dudes like Derwin James is a, is a dude, and I just maybe it's the hopeful side of uh, of I'm a I'm a Chargers slap in some ways. I love the players that they draft all the time. <laughs> Not a chance. Um, so I mean, I do I love their personnel, and I hope that they get a situation they get into a situation where. These guys just ball out and and make plays because they're talented. They're good enough to to beat anybody. They are. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chargers and they're going to get Joey Bosa back too. So this should actually be even better than. Um, all right, I do want to quickly look at the next week. Cleve, are you able to stay with us for a couple minutes, or you got to go yeah, train? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to bail. All right, Cleve. See, Cleve. Nice to see we'll you. See, Merry Christmas. Happy we'll New see Year. We'll see you next week. Uh, Jets play the Seahawks. Lions fans or Jets fans, go Jets. All right. <laughs> All right. And I'll producing the show as we do the show. What's up, Scott? Hi. How's All right. It so it's going good. It's going good. Yeah. So I will I will let you know. Uh <laughs> Jake is mad. So now he's pointing out that Cleve gets all his preseason division predictions wrong. Because he's so mad that Cleve said that the Chargers are gonna lose. Why is Jake? Why are you mad? Oh, because he wants the Chargers to win in the playoffs for once in his life. I think they're gonna. It's gonna it's exciting. Okay, now Jake says this Cleve even lift, bro. Uh Jake, that's oh, you're trying to somehow. Yeah, you're you're in trouble there. I I can't I can't I, yeah I can't I can't help you with that. All right, so Scott, I will uh since we have a couple minutes here. Best ball mania three. Remember how we drafted a team on stream here? 
And I said, if it won $2 million, it'd give you 25 bucks. Let, let me guess. I'm not getting 25 bucks. No, it made the playoffs, but it got crushed last week. However, and uh, this is exciting for Don as well. It looks like we're going to get one team through to the finals. Yeah. Next week. Uh, we're we're fading Josh Palmer. We need to fade Josh Palmer getting 31 half PPR points. 31 and a half? Yeah, 31.5 half PPR points is what oh, I need to fade PPR. from Palmer. Okay. okay. Um, well, I mean, I like my chances. Yeah, you should. What does it look like next week? I mean, is it a is it loaded up so, ready to roll or so next week it's four hundred and it'll be four hundred and seventy teams. First place wins two million dollars. Do I have a twenty five dollar piece of this? Uh, no, but tell you what, if this one wins, oh, I will I also give that. you. I will also I will give you and Cliff twenty five dollars. Okay, so let's talk about it then. So, <laughs> so I have two I quarterbacks, think. and would you believe that one of the two quarterbacks on this team is Trey Lance? Is that the one that you uh, you sent you sent to everybody? It is. It actually it's actually this one that's going to make it through. If I win two million dollars with the Trey Lance team and is out for the entire season. Did you crush every other pick you made though? Like how, how does yeah. that happen? Yeah, so here's the squad. It's Kirk Cousins and Trey Lance. Okay. So wait, so I'm dead to Cousins. Like I need Cousins yeah. to outperform Allen and Mahomes and everybody else next week at Lambeau. Yeah, but you're in. You're in, right? Like yeah. you got Yeah, you I mean, I'll it. take it. Uh at the running back position, Saquon, Kareem Hunt, Brian Robinson, Alexander Madison, who's been in nothing. Rashad White, who's coming on here lately, and Dante Foreman. Oh, Thanks, wow. Lions. Yeah, that's how you got it through, for sure. Fin- finally, the Lions do something for me, right? Um, at the wide re- at the wide receiver position, Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown. Yeah, that's good. I I need Hurts back though. They're in the dome against the Saints. I mean, Minshew is fine. But I need ceiling for AJ. Although maybe I don't, because if her, if teams make it through with Hurts, I just want them to have no chance. Yeah, but AJ Brown had a pretty good game last week with with Minshew. Yeah, but he needs to have thirty five. Yeah, I, I need him to to absolutely crush. Uh, also have Adam Thielen, right? Because it's all Vikings: Madison, yeah. Jefferson, Thielen, um, and Cousins. Uh, Nico Collins, who's on IR. Sky Moore, who might as well be on IR. And Alec Pierce. So I still have Pierce tonight. So I guess if Palmer goes yeah. for 31, I could get Pierce doing the same thing. But sure. but it's unlikely. And at the tight end position, Austin Hooper, Big Bob Tunyon, and George Kittle. So you got to be very happy with the, the Purdy madness going on. Yes. Yeah. The issue is that I don't know going into next week how many unique pieces I'll have. Right, yeah. like I'm not really sneaking through anybody with. Oh, Jalen Waddle. I miss. So I have uh, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and Jalen Waddle. Um, that's all. Awesome. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would need like two random Austin Hooper touchdowns. Yeah, right? I mean, I, and I think that so, you might have a little Barkley, um, strangeness with that roster because I don't know how you got Waddle, Brown, Jefferson. And Barkley, like that's a lot. So I went Jefferson in the first round, Barkley in the second, AJ Brown in the third, Waddle in the fourth. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Good job. If I, if I win two million dollars with the Trey Lance team, 
we're we're gonna have a thousand viewers an episode. <laughs> what's word what's word gets out? It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. That is um, wild that you have Kirk Cousins and only Kirk Cousins in your and you've advanced. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, we're fading the thirty-one point Josh Palmer half PPR yeah. game. So it's not it's not a done done deal yet. But those got that's got to be a one outer, right? Less than a one outer. It's got to be less. Than, I mean, they, they have with Mike. Well, it's been a big Mike year. is back. Keenan's uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah. So by the next time we do the show. I could be sitting on two million dollars. Well, I I hope that's the case for you. That'd be great. Yep, and I'll send you I'll send you twenty five bucks. Sweet, it's awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, gaining next week's schedule, which again is important for potentially winning two million dollars. Uh, Thursday night we got the Cowboys at the Titans. Cleveland, I touched on this a little bit already, but the Titans decided to lose to the Texans and give themselves a must win scenario against the Cowboys on a short week with Malik Willis. What do you think? I don't like those chances, uh, especially the way they're – I mean, it, I don't know why they won't run him more. Like, that's literally his – right now, his only discernible skill. Yeah. Right? Like, don't drop him – I know you you want to you run Derrick Henry and all that stuff, but running – like, running RPOs with Malik Willis would be very dangerous. Throw Like, mixing in Derrick Henry in that way. Like, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to read the end. And if he crashes in, Derrick Henry gets the ball. Or if he, I mean, if he crashes and I hold the ball and I run. And if he doesn't, if he stays out there, Henry just runs up to bat. It just, I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, it seems know? like it'd be a pretty easy thing to install as well. Very, um, yes. I mean, it's literally, you're reading, it's one read. And I don't know. Now, for the Sunday games, New Year's Day has the big NFL games, uh, the, the big NFL uh, schedule this week. Cardinals at Falcons. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Got Colt McCoy at Desmond Ritter. Wow. Um, Dolphins at Patriots. Really hoping the Patriots scheme really hard to take away Tyreek Hill. Let Waddle go crazy. That'll be a very good game. Yeah. Saints at Eagles is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yep. I also thought the game was in the Dome, but it's not. It's in Philly. So that's going to be a bloodbath. Here you go, Scott. Colts at Giants. Yep. Decent matchup for Saquon. Decent matchup for Saquon there. Yeah, he should be. He should be just fine. Yep. Panthers at Bucks and what is a massive game. Yep. For some reason. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Wish wish that it wasn't. You think what do you think Dante Foreman's chances are of success against the Bucks on the road? You know, I don't know because, like, they didn't run the ball at all against Pittsburgh. Two weeks ago, they ran the ball in no way. Uh, but they they still uh, – they're a 40-plus carry a, a game team. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tampa's tough to run on. They have a good defense. Yeah. But, you know, still, uh, you know, he's, he's the engine there. So, we'll see. I don't know who the interim coach is for the Denver Broncos, but they're at Kansas City. Okay, so they're going to get pounded. Yep, yep. They're going to get they're going to get absolutely obliterated. Um, the aforementioned Bears at Lions, where Fields does play. I, I mean, the, he's already torched the Lions once this year, and all he's playing uh, for is for that rushing record. He could get twenty five carries. 
And the Lions struggle against running quarterbacks. I mean, they did, yeah. I mean, they gave up a touchdown to Sam Darnold. <laughs> like, <laughs> you could have stopped that sentence before running, but yes. Um, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> yes, the yeah, I'm with quarterbacks you. Quarterbacks are especially difficult for them. Yes, well, it's a must win for the Lions now. They have to win out, and they need, and they need the, the Commanders to lose a game. Yeah. Commanders host the Browns. Okay. It's Carson Wentz, dude. He's, you know, yeah. you never know. He's got three picks in him at any point in time. You never know. Is Carson Wentz versus Deshaun Watson the most detestable quarterback matchup we could get right now? It's not a great one. <laughs> uh, Jaguars at Texans. You think the Jags are going to shit the bed against the Texans like the Titans did? No. Yeah. No, I, I think Trevor Lawrence looks incredible. In fact, I'm going to make a call right now. I'm going to bet this after. This is going to be a 200-yard rushing day for Travis ATN. Could easily be. Yep, that's what that's. It's indoors. It's going to be good weather. That's what I'm calling for. Texans cannot stop the run unless it's Derrick Henry, apparently. So that's what I'm calling for. Does it get any easier for the Raiders as they host the 49ers? So that's going to be a crushing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Jets at Seahawks, Lions fans. We're Jets fans this week. Yeah. What do you think the Jets chances are in Seattle going cross country? Is Quinn and Williams playing? Is is White Mike playing? I'm assuming Mike White's playing and Quinn and Williams is playing, so I like their chances. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have the Jets do something, uh, do something for the podcast here. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, as aforementioned, Vikings are at Packers. Obviously, with the Vikings passing stack, I need the Vikings to score like 38 points here. Yeah. Yeah. So, and for the Lions' point of view, you know, the Packers are a team they're competing with. So, we'd like to see the Packers lose as yeah. well. Because I think if the Packers win out and the Commanders lose, they make it. If the Lions win out and the Commanders lose a game, the Lions make it because the Lions and Packers play each other week 18. We both know what's happening. This is going to go down to week 18. And there's yep. going to be some bullshit nonsense. I, I I don't even want to manifest it, but yeah. Can you imagine the last the last Sunday afternoon game? Rams at Chargers, Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. What a premier matchup before the season started. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Now it's Baker Mayfield. Baker looked really good last night. Everybody looked good against the Broncos last night. That was absurd. It was awful. Uh, it was. T- it's a terrible, terrible outcome for the Lions. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. But the Chargers are going to back on track here. The Sunday night game. Steelers- I think it's too late at this point. I think you're. You went from. We had. A, we listen. The reality is, is, we had a. We had a couple week fling with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, but those days are over. Those guys have moved on to to more beautiful people, and and you know we're going to have to settle on. Brian Breesey and don't you dare say Will Levis. Anthony Richardson. That's I'm, I'm, thanks for joining us, everybody. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sunday night bad? game, Sunday night game Steelers at Ravens. Here's a thought. The Ravens trade Lamar Jackson to the lions for three first round picks and use one to take Anthony Richardson to keep their offense the same. It'd be perfect. I'd love that. That's great. Yeah, anything against Lamar to Detroit, we're in favor of. Yep. Uh, and the Monday night game, 
a game which I will be fading because if I'm going to win two million, I will already be the leader in the clubhouse because I don't have Bills and I don't have Bengals. Bills at the Bengals Monday night. Oh, you're, are you just rooting for tons of snow and really bad weather? Negative nineteen degrees. Um, just, just absolutely miserable conditions is what is what we need there. A nice like thirteen to ten final too. Yep. Where Three and the touch and the touchdowns are scored by Reggie Gilliam and Mitchell Wilcox. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I mean, right. There's no scenario in which I don't where I win the two million where I'm not. I won't be able to watch. Oh, I can't I'll, even I'll, imagine what that what that would I, feel. I, I would just have to go see Black Panther. Leave my phone at home. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can even watch. No. No. Nope. Like. Oh, if Jamar Chase gets nine points, I lose a million dollars. Can you imagine? Oh, it would be awful. I mean, not that it would be awful that you'd be in the lead because that'd be pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I hope to be in this position. I hope to be in this position. Yeah. But I could do the sweat the other way. I could be like, man, I just I need 17 from Joe Mixon. Like, I could sweat it that way. But the I need less than 17 from Joe Mixon. I have to fade 31 from Josh Palmer, and I'm already sweating bullets. <laughs> I, yeah, I think you're good today. I think you're all set. I, I certainly hope so. Um, yeah. I do have a middling opportunity. If, if Palmer does go for 31, I do qualify for the finals in a much smaller tournament where first place is 50,000. I'd okay. rather win 2 million, but yeah, it's at least the hedge. So, so there is that. So yeah, yeah, Bills Bengals to wrap up the week uh uh next week. So yeah, it's gonna be a crazy, crazy week 17. Lots of playoff implications all over the place, and I'm uh, looking forward to it. It'll be good. It Sorry sure I will. Late. No, you're good. How was your Christmas? It was good. Everything's good. How was yours? Are you in Michigan still? I am. I'm in Livonia right now. How you liking this weather? It's it's bullshit. Nobody should live like this. I can't wait to get back down south. Down south. <laughs> where it's where it's like so 12. it's basically the same as the Ravens. So the Ravens played in seven degree weather and here it was negative eighteen. Yeah, it's been cold here the last couple of days. Um Yeah. Off. Yeah. This is this is awful. I, I cannot believe I've lived here for 30 years. Um and I really the, the opportunity available to get me to move back here would have to be pretty spectacular. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. As a lifer, you're you're recommending against it? Yeah, it's just like it's been I mean, it's, it's been reasonable here until you decided to show up and then it got really cold. Well, you know, I'm I'm bringing hell with me. Um when, are you going to come going I, home? Are you are you going to convince the kids to uh, go to San Diego State then? You know, I think Hawaii is a nice place to go to college. Can't gamble in Hawaii. Okay. Um, I think at that point in time, uh, we're. I guess it's really not that far out in the future anymore. It's not. Wow. They should at least apply to San Diego State, right? That you know, it'd be a nice place to go to. Yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be cool. Yeah, go Christmas Florida. time. Go to Florida State. Yeah. Whatever. No, nah, don't go that close to Ron DeSantis. That's awful. That's a valid thought process. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't consider that. 
Can you imagine what their education is going to be like if they go to Florida? <laughs> what are the things they won't be able to talk about? Uh, well, they won't be able to read Along To Kill the- a Mockingbird. <sighs> Amazing. So, yeah. So, San Diego State it is. Um, uh, uh, they can at least go to George Mason. They can at least come down our way where it only gets down to like 35 in the winter. All right. So, um, yeah, I've got nothing else for for this week. Almost a two-hour show here was awesome. If you're watching live, thank you so much for joining us. We had quite a few viewers today. It's awesome. Please like the video. That really, really does help us out. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. If you're listening to this on audio, um, thank you as well. It is a YouTube uh, live stream, and we have a in the show notes below, there's a link, so you can click and see. Uh, we are part of the Maddie Media Network. You get uh, merch there, other great podcasts. Cleve hosts the manual. Uh, Maddie Ice's podcast, Fire Footwear, is like top 10 nationwide for like niche hobby now. So if you're awesome. into sneakers, if you're in sneakers at all, please check out Fire Footwear. I mean, it's not really my thing. I'm going to give it a listen anyways because obviously it's got to be pretty good. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's cool. Take a listen to that. But uh, we'll be back next week. We'll see you all later. Peace. See you guys.